community. Community is just an amazing thing. I don't think that it's something that you experience other places. And when you think about people that practice, sometimes people are in it individually, but a lot of times, even though people don't say it, it's to have that feeling and that sense of community and belonging somewhere um, and that you're on the same journey with like people. Listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to Yoga Magic. My name is Ashley Sondergaard, and if this is your first time tuning into Yoga Magic, I'm so glad you're here. If you're not already following us on Instagram, hop on there so you can get all of the updates. That's at Yoga Magic Podcast and also at AshleySondergaard.yoga. I'm so excited about our guest this week. Um, Gabrielle Roberts is the owner of 612 Jungle a hip-hop yoga studio here in the Twin Cities and one of the few black-owned studios in our community. And she's just so inspiring to listen to. I've taken her online classes you know, throughout quarantine, and I can literally feel her energy and warmth through the screen. <laughs> um, and to be able to chat with her and her journey was just so much fun. Um, I wanted Gabrielle on the show to talk about the power of yoga as a healing tool. And she touched on something that we as wellness yoga consumers and professionals, you know, we forget sometimes. And it's that this industry is not always very welcoming. I mean, in fact, it can be very unwelcoming. And that's exactly what Gabrielle experienced herself when she attended a yoga class for the first time several years ago. You know, having taught in public studios for over nine years now, I agree with her that when I look out into the studio room, this space is pretty pretty white, and I'm definitely not seeing many people of color, definitely not many black people. Gabrielle so bravely and ambitiously decided to create a space that did welcome others that looked like her, and she did that with the combination of yoga and hip-hop music. If you have heard of the Yoga Studios Y7 in New York and LA, they too are very popular yoga studios. They're really cool. I've been to one, um, and they moved to hip-hop music, but they're now facing a lot of backlash from profiting from black culture, you know, mostly because their teachers aren't representative of this culture at all. Um, hearing what Gabrielle did with yoga and hip hop, you know, celebrating black culture, hiring diverse teachers, being relatable, as she says in this episode, it's just so inspiring. So I'm grateful that she, you know, is able to talk about it, to let us listen to her journey to be inspired. Um, so today, 612 Jungle is a small but thriving yoga studio nestled in Northeast Minneapolis with a variety of classes. They're hosting online classes as well and now leading their first teacher training this fall. 
She shares her story. She shares her hopes for the future of the yoga community. And she reminds us that change starts from within, which I just couldn't agree with more. Before we get to her amazing interview, I'm going to ask you a super important favor, actually a very easy but very helpful favor, and that's to leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. If you've been listening for a while or this is even your first time and you like what you hear, just hit the five stars. I can't tell you enough how much of a difference it makes with reaching new audience members. So thank you. And finally, if you want to be the first to hear about upcoming episodes, events, online classes, workshops that I'm hosting, make sure you're on my email list. If you hop on that email list, you can do it by clicking the link in my show notes. You will also get the 2020 self-care for the Zodiac Signs Guide so that you can deep dive in your astro chart and do a little self-care for each of your individual signs. Alrighty, here's Gabrielle Roberts. Hey listeners, we are here today with Gabrielle Roberts, the owner of 612 Jungle, the most amazing studio in the Twin Cities here. Thanks for being here, Gabrielle. I'm so happy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Before we get started, how are you How are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm good today. I'm excited. Um, kind of nervous. It's my first podcast. But <laughs> other than that, I'm in, a, I'm in a good space today. So happy, um, just full of a bunch of love from people that I don't know, people that I do know. And I've just been really working on spending time with family and friends. So um, I'm in a good place. Good. I'm so glad. Let's have you done any yoga yet today? Um, not today. Okay. I'm actually going to at about 3.30. I think I blocked my work calendar off. I usually try to do an hour like during the work day. So. <laughs> do you like home practice? Is that what you do at home? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just practice at home until, well, a couple of my favorite studios opened up. So I'll probably go check out a class this weekend or so. But until then, it's just been daily at home. <laughs> Good for you to stick to that routine. It's, it's hard to motivate yourself to be like, okay, I'm today, I'm going to just do a practice myself. It is. It really is. I practiced listening to or watching one of my other videos that I've uploaded. <laughs> yeah. Kind of weird, like listening to myself and practicing, but I, I don't think I'll do that again. It was kind of awkward. <laughs> I know the feeling. I don't like, I don't know. It just feels weird to like hear myself teach and then yeah. um, I feel you. <laughs> I say that. But <laughs> well, I can speak for your classes and that they're so fun and they're, I feel like you guys are doing them all the time. I mean, just like staying so on top of the digital yoga and so yeah. many offerings. It's great. About at least one a day. So you do online yoga, you own this studio, you run this studio, and you have another job. What do you do in addition? So I work in IT. I'm an IT auditor. Um, so I do a lot of SOX testing, privacy testing. Um, and a couple times out of the year, I'll do one-off audits just based on uh, risk for the company. So um, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, when people think of IT, they think like someone's super quiet, like nerdy. And then I get on the call and I'm like, hello everyone. And they're like, Gabrielle is here today. So, but um, yeah, full-time uh, in addition to everything else, I don't know how I balance it. I just, I've always worked a, mo- a bunch of jobs, even since I was like a kid, I was like babysitting, cutting grass. It's just always been a thing for me. So I just try to stay as busy as, as possible. <laughs> wow. Gabrielle, that's amazing. It's because it's a lot of work to run a studio. Like it and amongst is. other things. You know, honestly, with the whole like with everything that's taken place and not having to manage that in addition, it's been such like a relief for me because at one point I was overwhelmed. 
but I have a younger brother. He actually lives in North Carolina. He's going to be my uh, virtual assistant and he's going to handle, he's 15. So it's like a great start for him, but he's going to handle everything like via email. So if you email me, it's him responding. Um, but just to take that load off and to give him some work experience, uh, I think it's like the perfect time uh, to transition that because I do want to spend more time and focus more time on like um, being engaged on social media and things of like that. And that admin aspect is, is really, really, it's time consuming. So yeah, that's a great idea. Well, Gabrielle, will you tell the story of your studio and, and why you founded it, you know, where it's at, what kind of classes you have, just like all the good details. Yeah. So, um, I'm long winded, so I'm sorry in advance, but, um, <laughs> I story about me. So I took a yoga class when I was in college hated it. It was actually that lifetime. I never, ever, ever went back. It was the worst thing that I remember being in class and I was like, am I supposed to be inhaling right now? And of course I was like the only black girl. I had my scarf on. I didn't want to sweat on my hair, like basketball shorts on. It was a mess. And the instructor looked at me and was just like, and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. So that was my first experience with yoga. And I didn't go back for years. It wasn't until I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but uh, Dr. Sana, um, Lady Dork on Instagram. Mm -mm. Okay, so she's an amazing woman, uh, Black woman. She's actually from Kuwait. Uh, she studied here um, in Minnesota for undergrad and then did grad in Florida. But long story short, I started following her on Instagram and eventually, like just gradually, she started doing yoga and she did the scorpion pose. And at the time I was already teaching like dance jam and, um, or Zumba at lifetime. So I saw her in Scorpion pose and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I want to do that. <laughs> and I just started to try to practice at home, but I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so then I just signed up randomly for teacher training. Uh, that was in 2016. I went to teacher training. I think two weeks in, I was about to quit because down dog was uncomfortable. And we started with Ashtanga. So if you're familiar oh, with yeah. like, <laughs> every round, um, hated it the first two weeks. And then I just started going through this like transformation and like physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I think it's interesting because I first started my journey physically wanting to create a shape I saw on Instagram. And then, you know, unbeknownst to me, I started down this like spiritual and like emotional like transition. Uh, at the time I was managing a nightclub and I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Um, but I started meditating every day and I just felt so, so, so good. But there was one thing that I hated about teacher training and I never got to practice to the music that I wanted to practice to. I don't, I'm not into like the ambient, ambient tones and stuff like that like I'll put them in class every now and then but I prefer to hear music that I'm familiar with mm -hmm. um and just music that puts me at ease like I prefer Erica Badu you know on a chill day or some Jill Scott to like loosen me up or you know sometimes I want to go really hard and I want to hear like Money Man or Cardi B or something and <laughs> that was just like I remember we did our teach back and I played like 21 Savage and they were like um your music choice and that for me was like okay, I want to create a space where people like me will come to class and listen to music that they want to listen to. And one of the, the main reasons for doing that is I live in North Minneapolis and I just see so many people of color that 
could benefit from such a mindful practice. I look at me and I used to be a very snappy person. And for me to go down this journey, uh, I just wanted people to feel the same way that I did. But I know and understand that people that look like me probably have had the same experiences that I've had going to classes and never went back simply because it wasn't relatable for them. So I started um, after I graduated from teacher training, I started trapping, uh, hashtag trapping. <laughs> I rented a, a warehouse. We were literally trapping. I rented a warehouse uh, outside of North or downtown in the North Loop. Um, and I had like 135 people come. What? Oh I bought all these mats. And so I wanted to do my yoga in different seasons. Mm -hmm. um, so the first season was like trapping the blueprint, like Jay-Z's album, The Blueprint, just kind of like the blueprint for yoga. Um, but there were four classes and we started slowly and then we progressed, but there were like 135 people. Um, I think the last class I had maybe like 90 people, um, but it was really cool. So it was amazing to look out because it was all black, black women, Somali women, Hispanic women, Asian women, a couple guys, white women. It was just like I've never seen such a diverse yoga class. Mm -hmm. So I loved that, but it was too many people for me and way too much energy for a new instructor. So I rented space. Um, I'm sorry, I'm so long-winded. I love I, this. Keep going. It's just like, I have goosebumps. <laughs> I, went to, I rented space um, in North Minneapolis. It's a Black-owned, like, collaborative workshop space called New Rules. It sits right on Laurie Avenue. It's, like, four blocks away from my mom's house and, like, 10 blocks away from mine. So I rented space there. And for one night on Thursdays, I would do, uh, I went in, I went back and I like rebranded my classes. I, from feedback that I got, people said that it was a little too fast or too hard for them. So I developed Solit, which is a slower practice, a slow vinyasa, completely guided. Um, and then I have Trappin, which is my fast paced vinyasa like flow so i'd build up in sun salutations and then trail off so that people can flow um that's the way that i was taught at life power yoga so i'm not sure if you're familiar with flow well you've taken classes mm -hmm. so yeah it's great um, but uh yeah so i wanted to just offer two different classes to reach two different types of people maybe those that are familiar with yoga and those that aren't are a little newer or more advanced to the practice um so yeah i rented space there for about a year uh, it was expensive and not really like it didn't make sense for how much time I was divesting into it or um, investing into it. So I was on Craigslist randomly one day and I found this spot in Northeast and it looked so scary when I first saw it. <laughs> building. I mean, <laughs> people used to come and be like, there's a yoga studio in here. Like, I don't even want to enter the building. It was it was an old school and I got in, I'm one of the people that I can see blank spaces and be like, oh yeah, like, no, no, no. I know it's horrible. There's cobwebs all over, like it stinks in here, but I, I, I have this vision. So I went with it, um, rented the space. It was interesting. The journey has been interesting, but that's how I got to the jungle. And honestly, before I opened it, um, I was thinking about calling it the yoga guard, the garden of acceptance, but there was a yoga studio here already called the yoga garden. And I'm not one of those people that I don't ever want to like step on people's toes. Um, so then I was like, well, I'll just call it the jungle because I love the jungle. Like I travel a lot and I always go to the jungle. It's like my favorite place to be or anything tropical. Um, so I 
decided, well, hey, I'll just call it the jungle. And then I was like, eh, the jungle.com is taken and jungle.com is taken. So I was like, I'll just call it 612 jungle. I liked it. It had a ring to it. And then I was like, hesitant on making it like solely and specifically hip hop. But I was like, this is literally like all I listen to. And I wouldn't feel right if I didn't like stick to my guns and stick to my initial feelings and what I was passionate about taking that step back and like always thinking of being judged. I had to kind of like remove myself from that and just go with it. So I called this 612 Jungle Hip Hop Yoga Studio and that's <laughs> 15 minutes later. That's how I got here. I love it. Well, and obviously it's worked. I mean, what I hear from how you talk about this is that like you listen to your intuition, you listen to your heart and all of these decisions. You went with what you knew was going to, you know, best serve your community and it's working. I mean, yeah. and- and it's, I love that you chose six on two in the front. Cause I think that it makes it so recognizable and like us in the twin cities, like it feels, you know, like special. This is, yeah. this is a and pride. I, I always, once I did it, I was like, this is the best thing ever because I do want to expand. So I'm looking to have other locations and different places. And I think the area code just solidifies everything. So, um, it's developed into like an actual brand and it's happy to see something start from just a little idea or you know just an experience um yeah it just goes to show like believe in yourself and, and things will happen 100 so. oh yeah so now that you know it's it's grown into what it is and you're talking expansion and you're leading teacher trainings what in your mind in your experience what makes it really magical like that particular studio versus like another one down the street what makes it magical? Well, one, it's cozy. That's one thing for me. I think that when you look at yoga, sometimes you think of studios that maximize or get the biggest space that they can to fit the most people in so that they can make the most money. I think um, that's just, it's a, it, now it's a business, um, but it's cozy. So classes are smaller. They're not full of like 50 people. Um, You get a lot of one-on-one attention. And I mean, if you were to ever come into the studio and sit in a corner and watch as people enter, it's literally like a family. Like I hug, probably can't, that was (laughs) (laughs) pre-COVID. I hug. I mean, just when you walk in, people are always like, as soon as I step in here, like my shoulders just soften. It's literally like you feel like you're in a little jungle. Um, It's, to me, it's just, like a little piece of home away from home almost and like almost a a getaway whenever I go there sometimes I go there before class and just lay on the ground um Mm. and not to mention what the studio looks like it looks like you're in a little fairy tale there's little fairy lights Mm -hmm. all over the walls are covered with leaves so I would say the environment um the instructors the community community is just an amazing thing I don't think that it's something that you experience other places and when you think about people that practice Sometimes people are in it individually, but a lot of times, even though people don't say it, it's to have that feeling and that sense of community and belonging somewhere um, and that you're on the same journey with like people. So um, yeah, I think that's what makes my little, my little studio magical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cozy. I love that. <laughs> and now you're kind of gearing up to go back post COVID. And before we started recording, you know, you had talked about your teachers and it's just so clear that you care about them a lot and you want to do what's best for them and the community. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Um, well, I'm, I've definitely 
leave or I've decided to leave the idea up to them as far as if they feel comfortable. Yesterday I sent out a message. Does anyone feel comfortable teaching? Um, and they're like, yes, we were wondering when you were going to ask. And mm -hmm. um, I asked a, a few weeks ago just to have like the online schedule be kind of representative of what we would offer in the studio, um, understanding that we won't be able to do two classes a day or three classes a day. Um, it'll be one class a day and that gives them enough time to come into the space, get comfortable, um, we'll be checking temperatures and doing spray downs and stuff like that. So I just want them to be in a space where they don't feel rushed and uncomfortable. And if they ever do feel uncomfortable, like it's something that I would just um, like end up taking on. But I think it's, it's going to be really um, challenging for all of us, just the difference. Um, a lot of teachers are very hand on. And mm -hmm. like I said, we're a tight knit community and it's going to be hard to not hug or have those close <laughs> conversations. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just here to support them in whatever way I can, whether that be taking classes if they don't feel comfortable or, you know, giving them the opportunity to teach a class online if they don't want to teach. Um, one instructor, Chloe, she's really passionate about wanting to lead some out or outdoor mm, yoga classes yeah. so we're applying for a permit from the city to use the parkway so we can play music um oh good idea be able to teach outside too so um yeah. just being able to support their desires and their needs and their wants as instructors because they are the backbone of 612 jungle so. mm -hmm. that's great just really thinking through it thoroughly but also i mean you want to be back for your community i get that and yeah uh, but the necessary steps i think people are missing that community feel. And I was honestly really shocked at how many people wanted to come back into the studio, but I've had so many messages, so many emails, so many phone calls that we'll just give it a try. I'm still paying rent. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are going to stick with digital yoga because you've built this huge following and yeah, yeah. national recognition. Yeah, so I'm, um, I have a Patreon account already that we geared up, or I created a, a few months back, but we like the community feel on Instagram, but some people from different states, and even I have a, a few people from England that practice. Cool. Um, yeah, they're like, your nighttime is my morning time, my morning is your night, so they've integrated it in their, their daily routines, um, and I just think it's important if, if there's people on the other side of the world that feel connected to not let that connection die down. Um, and these, the few women that do practice, they're black women, which makes me so, so, so happy. And I just wouldn't feel um, right. Like just taking a step away from them just for individual reasons for 612 jungle. So um, I'm really on to people that look like me practicing yoga and getting it to different cultures and different types of people and, being that that's happening, I don't want that to stop. So mm -hmm. Patreon will be coming. Um, you can subscribe and take two to three classes a week um, for a small fee for the month. Uh, it's scalable and it's it's simple and we're already doing it. So I don't want to stop that. That's great. Yeah, we'll link that information up onto the show notes so if people want to um, check out the classes, become a Patreon subscriber, you know, support Gabrielle. So, you know, we're both in the Twin Cities and it's been... I mean, such an interesting time. I mean, just a painful time. Our our community is is in this necessary healing time. And I think, you know, you and I were chatting before, like a few weeks ago. It's it's a lot to, especially for you, to hold space for people as as a teacher, as a, a business owner. 
How do you see yoga helping this forward momentum into healing? Um, I think it is going to help people in so many ways. And I think one of the most important things that it's going to show is getting out of your comfort zone, right? So people that may not practice all the time, coming into a space or even practicing at home, getting on your mat and getting out of your comfort zone takes a lot of work. You know, no one likes to feel uncomfortable as humans are, our response is always to, to change something about the situation externally um, so that we feel comfortable. But with yoga, you know, like your body's changing externally, you're giving these different shapes, but internally, you know, through continuous practice, you build confidence, you build self-awareness, you build being grounded. I think meditation is very, very, very important. And it's something that when introduced to people, no matter what you look like, no matter where you're from, um, I think that it's a powerful tool. So in a time like this, I think it's really important for people. Yeah, we all want change, right? externally we all want things around us to change but change starts within and yoga is a journey inward literally a journey inward um i talked about it before but just how i changed so much as a person so i think it's interesting how changing the shape of your body and paying attention to your breath can just reward you in so many different ways so i think um it'll definitely play a big part in change because we all want change but again change starts inward Um, And for things around us to change, we have to change inside first. And that starts with getting outside of your comfort zone, you know? Um, So yeah, I'm I'm actually excited to see how um, it does benefit, especially members in the community. I have a lot of people that live nearby that are like, I'm gonna come to one of your classes. And I'm like, they're online every day. So, but people are missing the, the, uh, I talked to one of my friends, he's a guy and he's like, yeah, I tried your class, but you know, like, I just, I learn a little different. Like I need to be in the room with you or people need the adjustment, whether it's just like a little finger tap behind the knee or something like that. So, um, I think it'll be interesting with COVID, especially to see, well, hard as an instructor, I'm very hands-on. Like I like to sit on people's backs and child's pose. You know, I like Shavasana adjustments and stuff like that. So it's a challenge to still make that connection with people, but simply by using your words. And I think environment plays a big part in it as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and even like, I can feel your energy through this Zoom call. <laughs> like I think oh, you'll, <laughs> you'll emit that energy and I'm sure your teachers do too. And yeah, <laughs> well, and it, you know, going back to what you said about that first time that you walked into a yoga class and you looked around and you were the only woman of color. And it's just like, I, it's so unfair that if people want healing tools like yoga right now, they, they feel like they don't have a space to go or they don't know where they can go. And what you're doing is, is providing that, like you said, cozy home space for anyone that wants to be there, especially people of color that need this tool of yoga for healing right now. Mm -hmm. I think when I first started my studio, like I wasn't doing the best, um, but I was like working a bunch. So I was like making it work, but I still felt like reading the comments. I would just cry sometimes because people would leave reviews and they're like, you know, as a woman of color, like 
I never feel welcomed anywhere. And here I feel so open. I feel accepted. I don't feel judged. And it's not just women of color. Like it's, it's men, it's white women, it's white men, just everyone sharing that same sentiment. It just gave like the extra pushes to like, keep going. Like people need this. So, um, it's just been a, you know, I feel like when you start businesses, you have ups and downs and um, financial woes and financial grades, but uh, it, it all, it makes it worth it when you see the community literally saying you're giving them exactly what you wanted to do in the beginning. So. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, when I was kind of brainstorming some ideas about content that I wanted to do this month, I put it out just on Instagram, like, what are your favorite studios in the Twin Cities? And yours came up by like, by a long shot the most. (laughs) So clearly it's working and (laughs) I love that. Well, and, you know, as we're moving forward, as we are doing this internal work, as a lot of us are exploring um, what we want, what we hope for in the future, what is your hope for like the larger yoga scene? You know, if we have people that are walking into spaces that don't feel at all comfortable or welcome, I mean, that's a huge problem. Like what's your, your hopes and dreams for the larger yoga community? I just hope that it's more representative of the world, Mm -hmm. you know, um, representative of communities that you're in. Um, I hope it's more colorful. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it should be, you know, like, I hate the stigma behind it that it's um, like yoga's for white people. Like, no, it's not. You just haven't met someone or found someone that's relatable. And with that, I feel like yoga, the yoga community needs to take a bigger step and being more inclusive. I mean, even like these brands, like now, yeah, everyone's like, oh, you know, like we're going to, Black Lives Matter. We're going to, you know, to me, it's like a business move. But if everyone really thought this way, yoga would be more representative of people's communities. You know, I think that there would be more black instructors. I'm a part of this black girl yoga group on Facebook. And a lot of the women just they're your own, you're the only black girl and, or the black person in teacher training, you know? So I feel like to even break down the, the, the fact that there aren't, instructors that are more relatable to the community you have to be able to support instructors or build instructors up to pass the teaching on you know um i think that's probably like one of the first steps because yeah you, you know we can all put this drive behind like getting all people in in into yoga and making yoga more diverse um but like i said if it's not relatable, people aren't going to come like you do a thousand free classes, but if they're not relating to you, if there's not that, that connection, that glue there, you can be like one of the best instructors ever, but I want someone that I can relate to or something I can relate to. You may be a white instructor. Like one of my favorite instructors, his name is JT. He used to teach at my studio. He, I would follow him around Minnesota. I didn't care if he was (laughs) in Lakeville. I didn't care if he taught in Fridley. I remember one time he was sick and didn't come and I messaged him like, hey, can you let me know like when you're not going to be in class? Because he was the only instructor that I was able to relate to. And although he looked different than me, his music was something that was like the glue. Like I was like, damn, like this white boy really got it going on, you know? you know about that song you know and I was just like literally just so into my body and and just 
I was just making breakthroughs like every single class. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can, it, it's just, it has to be relatable, whether it's your, the color of your skin, whether it's the way you teach, whether it's your community, whether it's where you're from, people need to be able to relate. And, um, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of like going all over with that. Well, <laughs> that's, to me, it sounds hopeful. Like there is, I mean, what you're saying is not a hu- it's not profound to be relatable people like that's not that's not a hard thing to do and yeah. and we can we can all work on that we can all you know just i mean it kind of goes back to you know, we're working on ourselves it's not it's not about like we can't force yoga on anyone but if we we come from a place of like true you know self study what this is show this show is about and and are authentic that it will you know change will happen yeah so I guess one thing that I, I think it often starts in teacher training, right? Like this feeling of the tone and like what, you know, the, the path is for all these teachers often starts in a teacher training. And, and I've been a part of a a ton of teacher trainings and I, I know that you're doing one this fall, which is so amazing. That's the first one that you've led. Yep. (laughs) What do you, like, what do you think will make your teacher training really spectacular knowing what you know and experience everything that you've experienced? Um, you already have all these people signed up. Like it's, it's going to be amazing. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Um, a little bit about the training? Yeah. Okay. Start with the training and then kind of like the larger um, potential differences as like why your training would be a better one to do over another. Okay. Um, so for training, it's 200 hours. So we'll go over Ashtanga, Vinyasa, uh, Ashtanga, the history and the lineage of yoga, all that good stuff, yamas, niyamas. Um, we will also be working on yin yoga. So we'll be certified in yin, um, spending a good amount of time in yin. I think when I went through teacher training, we didn't spend enough and it's a very important practice. Um, also, we'll learn trapping hard, which is uh, vinyasa. And then a slow vinyasa, which at my studio is so lit. Um, I think that the the delivery of the teacher training, the materials of the teacher training are going to bridge that gap and make it relatable to everyone. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. Um, it is a hip hop yoga studio and just being able to play off of hip hop and, and music and the construction of a song similar to the construction of a practice. Um, I think it's something that is a different approach to how yoga is taught. I think we're so used to sticking to the norm of it um, that, you know, yeah, we're just going to have this manual and learn these postures and talk about this and talk about that. But my thing is I wanted to find ways to make it stick. Um, and making it stick by making it relatable um, in many different ways. Also relating to the jungle, to nature, like the eight limbs of yoga being directly related to a tree when you look at the foundation Mm -hmm. all the way to the fruit that a a, a fruit tree may bear. Um, So just really going the extra step to make it relatable and memorable. Um, Also, I mean, I'm I think it's amazing that I, I got to this place to be a black woman and be able to train people. Um, the people that have signed up for my teacher training, it's so representative of everything that I stand for. Mm. So um, I'm just very, very, very happy um, 
And yeah, I just, I think it's going to be amazing. I don't, it's hard to put into words, but I'm really excited about it. So how many weeks is it? Um, it will be 12 weeks. So 12 weeks. 12, yep. 200 hours. 100 hours. You have a few spots left. It will, it'll, it's going to fill. I mean, you were like, <laughs> I, I think we're probably going to cap at about 23 ish, somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, I don't, I also don't want to, oh, and one of the things I can't believe I didn't say this. The main reason why I wanted to do teacher training is because I think it is so unfair that the price of teacher training is astronomical. Mm -hmm. I paid $2,700 and I was an employee, so I had a discount. My studio, I'm offering it at $1,200, $1,224, two payments of $612, um, and the payment plan can be set up in whatever way makes the most sense for people. But I don't think that, yeah, one of the main reasons why I'm doing it is because there's so many people that I know that are interested in teacher training and their number one response whenever we talk about it, no matter how much I talk about how great it is, is the cost of it. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that that's fair. So it'll be great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a larger purpose. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Before we go, what do you do to take care of yourself? You're such a busy woman. You're so accomplished. Like what do you do to keep yourself sane right now? I know this is crazy, but to keep myself sane through this whole COVID and quarantining, I've loved teaching classes virtually. Mm -hmm. That has been like my sanity check. Like I, I, I used to be at home and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I, I can't wait. Like I get to meet all my friends online, you know, like even though we're not talking all the time, it just felt good to share some type of space. Um, other than that, my way of taking care of myself is like my yard. So I, I like to do stuff around the house. I built a fence. I built the raised garden bed. I planted new things and my third way is to buy plants. So <laughs> I have like 47 plants by now oh and they all have names and I talk to them all. So I just, yeah, that's my self-care thing. I, it, it sounds a little odd, but plants are, they, they have like a healing, a healing space for me. So. Yeah, absolutely. And they make your, your at-home studio look amazing. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so those are my things. Other than that, I read, I do read. Um, and just sit outside with Viva, my dog. She's oh, cute. My sanity check. <laughs> what have you read lately that's been good? So I'm actually reading Trevor Noah. I'm not sure oh, if yeah. you're here with him. That's my second time reading it. I wanted to go back and read it given the things that have taken place. Mm -hmm. um, and one of my best friends also, she just told me another book that I bought on Amazon. I can't remember the name, but it's supposed to be coming in a couple days. Um, but the Trevor Noah book is what I'm reading right now. I just started it again last week. And I think when you read things multiple times, you get to... Uh, especially when the times are representative of what he was talking about in his book. It's, I just have a different take on it. But um, other than that, I read James Baldwin. He's my favorite author. Uh, Giovanni's Room is one of my favorite books and Go Tell It on the Mountain. So I oftentimes frequent back to books that make me feel good. Mm -hmm. And those are those two. So. Do you like like tangible books or do you like Audible or... So if I am like really like I want to read it right now, I'll get it on Kindle. I like to actually read it, mm -hmm. but I love like the smell of books mm -hmm. and 
flipping the pages and like being able to turn down a page to go back to it. And I'm really into like bookmarks. So I just, it, it's the little things like still putting the bookmark there, you know, you get a cute bookmark, even though you're not looking at it. Um, it's just the small things. So I do prefer actual books in, in, in form, but if I am like anxious to read something or if it's like out of stock or taking forever to deliver, I'll just get it on my Kindle. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I've been reading a lot too. It's been, it's been very soothing and like to learn something new, to use this time at home. I mean, to just like really transfer some energy and in, into new information. Yeah. It, it's been, um, I, I try to steer away from not steer away from, I don't get much joy out of like the like uh, self-help books kind of. I can't, I just don't like those. <laughs> I just don't, and I don't like them. I mean, I'm honestly surprised. I read the Yamas and Niyamas. Have you read that one? Is it the, is it the orange book? Yeah. 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 She's from Minnesota. Did you know that? Yeah. Cause she references it in the book. I was yes. like, I wonder why I like this book, but I like that. That's as close to like a self-help book that I'll get. And then I read Eastern Body. Western, Western Mind. I love that book. That book. I usually don't go for things like that, but I mean, it was just, it touches on everything and you're just like, no wonder why this is present or no wonder why I feel this way. So I really, really, really like those. Other than that, you won't see me like anywhere near self-help. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, this was so fun. Gabrielle, thank you for just sharing your story and all the good work that you're doing. Thank I'm- you for having me. It really, really, really means a lot. Um, I appreciate like the ability to even sit down and talk to you about my journey and just you even being interested means a lot to me. So, oh my gosh. Um, my pleasure. Well, and so again, we'll, we'll link up all the show notes so that you guys can check out 612 jungle do some digital classes get in the studio whenever it's open and then support you through patreon and you know and a lot of different ways that we can keep this good work going so thank you thank you thank you i appreciate it thank you listeners for being here today for supporting this podcast if this episode resonated with you consider leaving a review a five-star review in a comment it makes such a big difference It helps the momentum of this podcast. It helps spread the word um, and maybe share it with a friend. Hopefully it can help them as well. Thanks again. 